0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. Oh, my gosh. Well, actually, before we get started today, I want you to, if you have the time, head over to com. have my new website up, a bunch of fun stuff. There's a free report for you to download, the 10 top secrets that successful estheticians don't want you to know. There's links to a free community that I have for professional beauty practitioners and entrepreneurs, There's also a resources page with some must-haves that I'd like to share with you. So lauricreet.com, if you get a chance, head over and check out my new website. It was one of my big projects that I completed in 2020. And speaking of 2020, every year I do an end-of-year podcast. And boy, this one was a doozy. So it's actually a ritual of how I reflect at the end of the year. And if you don't do this... I strongly suggest that you do, because this is how you become booked perfectly, how you become profitable. You assess, you sit and you assess and you really make note of what worked well and do more of it. And then you can take a look at maybe things that didn't work out so well and remove those things, remove them as much as you can this year, kind of through a wrench in that, but you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to share with you today a ritual of how I reflect at the end of every single year, and I call it the last facial of 2020 or the last facial of whatever year. So today I'm going to talk about the last facial of 2020. And really 2020 was a year of loss, a year of cancels, a year of chaos, seclusion, in a year of overusing the words shift, pivot, reflect, reset, be still, right? <laughs> My God. Now we're just ready to, to just move onward and move forward. So I want to share with you, crazy years as a beauty professional, I want to share with you this year's top 10 takeaways from touching faces or lack of touching faces in 2020. So end of year ritual, last facial. I literally sit on my stool in my treatment room. And I look around for like 10 or 15 minutes and I reflect what the year has brought me and what the year has taught me. This year looked very different because it happened like the 4th of December because we got shut down again in California. And for those of you all over the world, I know we have listeners from all over the world, let me just tell you a little bit about what my beauty world looked like this year as a working licensed practitioner, esthetician. I worked January, February and up until March 12th as normal, not knowing there was a pandemic getting ready to roll in. And then we were shut down pretty much for, I think it was from March 16th till I believe like the very end of June, we got to open for maybe 10 days. And then we were shut down from July until October ish, and we got to open for about a month and a half. So I'd say total this year, I've been able to work less than five months. So just there, you can wrap your head around that. It's been worse for some people. I know, like poor teachers and moms that are up to their eyeballs in in zoom schooling. And my some of my friends have said, "Oh my gosh, Lori, I'm not only zoom schooling, but now I'm the head of the cafeteria in my house, head of the IT department." It's crazy. So I know it could have been worse. I'm just telling you right now what this year looked like for licensed, most licensed practitioners in the state of California. It was an actual, excuse my language, shit show, okay? So my end of year ritual looked very different this year, sitting at my on my stool, looking at my treatment room table and, and all my good stuff, my beauty biz stuff around me. So the end of the year ritual is a very, for me, it's almost a spiritual business growth tool. So I look at what works so I can do more of it. And I pay attention to what doesn't work so I can let it go because business and marketing skills, they don't change that much. You have to shift with the culture. And this year, our culture really shifted. So then I proceed after I'm done with my reflection, I walk out the door And I literally out loud, thank God nobody's ever around and nobody's watching, but out loud I say to my treatment room, thank you for all that you have given me and I blow it a little kiss. So I have a feeling if you are a human who has been a beauty professional in 2020, this episode is going to be very relatable to you and it's going to give you some serious things to reflect upon. So I want to thank you for being here with me today and I want to thank you For allowing me to share with you. Heck, I want to thank you for everything you guys have gifted me in 2020, whether it's been a subscribe to the podcast, joining my Beauty and Success Facebook Launchpad, Facebook group. It's a free community, or being in the Beauty Biz Club. I just want to thank you for being here with me right now and for all that you've done to support me in my mission this year. It means a lot to me. And I think it's worthy of of mentioning how much I do appreciate you. So as I get started today with the episode I like to call the last facial of the year, I want to share with you something I thought about as I was typing out my notes for this show. And my thought was, holy cow, wow. 2019 was my first full year starting over from scratch. I sold my spa in LA in 2018 and didn't even start 2018 in my new location until October. And that was stepping into a treatment room with basically zero clients. So 2019 was my first full year in business. I guess it's fair to say that my current right now, my current beauty biz is a baby on the verge of its toddler's years. Crazy, right? And this year was really full of unexpected and full of life-changing lessons and I guess these are lessons that every beauty biz toddler can can use to become book perfectly because we're kind of, many of us are starting at that toddler phase again, right? We know what we're doing. We're not a baby anymore, but gosh, we kind of are learning how to walk again in our crazy world. So here we go. I want to share with you my lessons in 2020 that I, I received from touching faces or from being an esthetician or lack of touching faces, right? Number one is, I'm going to dive right in. Number one is don't give up. Keep moving, period. Do not give up, period. Keep moving, period. Number one. This is probably the best decision that I made in 2020. It allowed me to serve my clients and to help other beauty professionals succeed. Now, I had to make this decision when I felt like giving up because I was so darn scared in early April. And what allowed me to make this decision was stopping for a moment and thinking to myself, you can sink or you can swim. And if you choose to swim, you need to decide and become very clear with what you can do right now with what you have available. So please think about this. What can you do right now with what you have available? And if you can get creative, you can swim and your business will not sink. The second lesson I learned in 2020 was to really fight for what I loved. Fight for what you loved. Big, huge lesson. So like any relationship worth fighting for, fighting for what I love is how I decided to treat my beauty biz in the year 2020. So I'll take that a little bit deeper with you. Okay, what's usually wrong in a relationship that you have to fight for? A relationship that's not so great, but it's so important to you, you have to fight for it. What's usually wrong or missing in that type of relationship? It's the lack of communication most of the time. And really this, I dove deeper and I thought, okay, well, how can I fight for what I love? What is missing? And it's going to be lack of being connection and communication, being with that client And that was my plan of action, okay? How can I communicate with my people? How can I talk to my clients? Well, I've been preaching forever. If you've listened to this podcast or any of my trainings, your client list is your biggest six-figure asset in your beauty practice. I don't care if you are a solo practitioner, a renter, an employee, a spa owner, you need a client list. And now it is proving to be just such a powerful business tool. So I took my list and I talked to my clients just like I would if they were on our treatment room table. On my treatment room table. I literally started sending them letters about what I was doing, asking them to reply what they were doing, telling them I could ship products. This allowed me to really welcome in cash flow in a time when I wasn't quite sure in the very beginning how I was going to do this. So fight for what you love, get creative, and look where maybe there's an element of communication Connection that you can step into, because this takes me into to number three. Oh my gosh! In 2020, and I know that every esthetician listening in is going to be able to relate to this one. Number three is I realized our clients care, and just how much they care. Our clients care a lot. I had clients responding back to my newsletters, offering to drop off toilet paper to me when we had a shortage. Then. Those few months I got to go back to work, I was hearing the most incredible things. I was hearing from some of my clients who are in their late 80s and early 90s, years of age I'm talking here, Lori, I've missed this so much. I've missed connecting with other people. I've, I've missed my facials. You're the only person that I'm coming to right now. You're the only person that I'm seeing. Some of them hadn't even seen their families. And then I had moms of children going, I really trust you. This is the only place... I want to support your business, the only place I'm coming right now, because I have a son or, or a child at home that has, you know, a compromised immune system. It was a heavy responsibility that I didn't take lightly. I ended up really staying at home and not being what is now considered to be, I guess, socially irresponsible, because I realized how much my clients care about me and how much I mean to them. And I wanted to honor that and be of service to them. And uh, it was just a really nice, beautiful awakening for me to see how much our clients care. And I didn't even mention the fact that so many of my clients started calling going, how can I support your business? Can I buy a gift certificate or can I get products from you? One of my clients said, I just want to buy my daughter a facial. I know she probably can't use it for several months, but could you also add the tip onto it? I just want to do it right now to help you. And I thought these people are just amazing. See, we take care of them and it's karma. I guess it, it came back. And they started taking care of us. And suddenly, I felt like I had the upper hand on Amazon. People were starting because I was communicating with them and, and showing them that I cared. I got that same love in return. They were ordering hundreds of dollars of products from me. So our clients care, and they care a lot. That was my number three reflection takeaway. All right, if you're sipping on anything right now, I'm going to give you a heads up. Go ahead. Go ahead put your drink down. I don't want it in your mouth when I say this next one, because I'm scared you're going to either, it's going to come out your nose, right? We were all kids once and and laughed when we were taking a sip of something and it burns when it comes out the nose, or you're going to end up spewing it across the room because I know this one's going to make you laugh, but it is true. It is true. Okay. Number four, swallow, don't drink anything. Don't be eating anything. I don't want you to choke. Number four is weird stuff comes up when you look for a rubber mattress cover. Okay, yeah, weird stuff comes up when you look for a rubber mattress cover. And I didn't know this. You think I'd be a little more savvy to these things. I'm 50 years old now, but I was surprised. Okay, I'm sorry, but it was true. (laughs) I got all of the state suggested back to work rules and regulations and mandates, and I did not want to strip my whole facial bed of everything comfy I had on it. I didn't want to take my crystal mat off. I didn't want to take all the comfy, like mushy, tempur mattress things. That, because my clients love my facial bed. So I go, okay, let me get like a full-blown rubber sheet that I can zip on there. And that way I can wipe it down between every client with my hospital-grade wipes. And okay, so I went on and I searched rubber mattress cover, and it turned into something really, really weird. <laughs> so much so, I felt responsible to mention to Jay, hey, if you get on my computer and you see weird stuff pop up, just here's why. I want this to make sense. So number four, weird stuff comes up when you look for rubber mattress covers. All right, moving on. We can get serious again. <sighs> number five is, okay, bold, but, but true. You don't have to. Work on anyone you don't want to. That was a big discovery of mine. And I've always kind of been able to have these boundaries and policies in place. But I guess 2020 helped me take it next level. It was a year that I became very bold with my boundaries. And I have a feeling you probably did too. You don't want to do Brazilians anymore. Let them go. Get them off your schedule. You're sick of that last minute canceller, Somebody who's constantly rescheduling. Goodbye. And I can't even imagine I'm alone here. I think many of us decided to stand up and make some long overdue changes and boldly step into our boundaries so we could be viewed more as a professional career driven practitioner. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to work on anyone or do anything that you don't want to do. And I feel like a lot of us, maybe that, you know, everyone's been telling us pivot, 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 pivot. But nobody's telling us how or what to do or what that even looks like. And I feel like this is one way many of us did pivot and did shift. We started becoming bold with our boundaries. So number five was I just realized a deeper level. You know, I've always kind of known this, but I've realized and really stepped into it. And I trimmed the fat from my business even more. You don't have to work on anyone you don't want to. I took a few things off my menu. And there are people that even the few times that I got to go back to work, they were constantly rescheduling. And I was just honest with them. I'm not going to schedule you anymore because I can't see as many people in the same you know time frame during a day as they could before. So I'm going to call you. Here's a business tip for you. I'm going to call you if I have a last minute cancellation and we'll see if it works for you since your schedule seems to be so busy. All right. So there you go. Number five, you don't have to work on anyone that you don't want to, and you don't have to do anything that you don't want to in your business. And now is the time to create this, create these bold boundaries and hold your clients accountable to respecting your boundaries. Number six, okay, this, is, this was a big one for me. And maybe you already know this. And if you do, I'm going to say, good for you, congratulations, because it took me a long time to learn this lesson and, and reflecting. I was like, I'm glad I finally get this. Anything is possible, good and bad. So you have to be grateful for each moment. When you have a good moment, you have to learn to really bless it and embrace it. When you have a good moment, bless it, embrace it. And when you have bad stuff happen, you have to stop and assess it and put it in your pocket as wisdom. Now, I just did a whole entire speech on your internal power suit. That was one of my goals for 2020. I wanted to keynote. I wanted to keynote, and I'll talk a little bit more about this in a second, outside of the beauty industry. And I just got that opportunity for a financial institution. It was called Financially Empowered Women. And my whole speech was really on our internal power suit and how it is our wisdom that guides us. And wisdom is a sum of all things that you and others deem as valuable We all have our wisdom. We haven't been stripped of that in 2020. And uh, you gather your wisdom through experience, your experience and the experience of others. So that was something really good. Anything's possible. Take the good moments and express gratitude and honor them and take the bad moments and store them as experience and wisdom. Okay, number seven, I've always kind of done this. But again, I guess, you know, as I'm even sitting here chatting with you today about this. 2020 allowed me to shift into a deeper level of understanding with certain things. And number seven, certainly one of these, forecasting, designing, and taking action steps towards where you want to be will keep your dreams alive. Forecasting, what are your goals? Every year, I have a, a core training inside the Beauty Biz Club, and I call it the growth bank formula. And it's about forecasting, designing, and taking action steps towards where you want to be, because now I know more than ever, that keeps your dreams alive. And when your dreams are alive, gosh, it helps you remain sane during these chaotic times. So make a list. What do you want to bring to life in your business in 2020? And start taking action steps and and making decisions based on where you want to be, not where you're at right now. Make decisions on where you want to be. Number eight was another <laughs> another thing that just became forefront of my, my approach to running a booked perfectly and profitable biz. I've been doing it for a long time, but I realized how, why I'd been doing this. So I realized every three years, I have to reinvent myself. Every three years, I have to reinvent myself. So what does this mean? Well, about every three years, I bring a new product line in, or I bring a big you know, kind of expensive piece of equipment in about every three years. Why? Because I realized this enlightens me. So when's the last time you've enlightened yourself? Did you use this year to reinvent yourself? I know so many did. We worked on it in the Beauty Biz Club. We had what we called Workshop Warrior Wednesdays, where we would meet for an hour every Wednesday and start to reinvent ourselves and our business. So this year gifted me a lot of time to do this in a very thoughtful and strategic way. So, you know, you might not, I might not, and I'm glad I took advantage of it. You might not ever get this type of pause to accomplish again. So make sure if things are a little slow or if you're like me and you're still on lockdown, it's okay. Reinvent yourself. Even though I got to spend all summer from March to like September doing it, when I got to go back to work, I was like, oh, gosh, there are a few more things that I wish I could have done. So this second lockdown wasn't so devastating to me. I'm like, I'm really going to hammer out the rest of that that list. And I did. I brought on a whole new skincare line this year. And what that does is it helps me reinvent myself in a way that allows me to start to feel passionate again because I'm gaining knowledge. I'm learning new skills and new protocols And this is not something I do all the time. It's not something I do because my neighbor's doing it and they're doing it well. It's something I do when I know I need to take my knowledge, my education, and my passion next level. So next time you want to bring something new into your business, I suggest just really sitting on it and making a strategic decision on how you can reinvent yourself. Not just buying something because you're bored and, and stuck in that bright, shiny object syndrome type mood, but how can you reinvent yourself? What is going to reignite your passion? What is it that you need to fulfill in yourself? What is it that your, your ideal client, which I call your BCE, what's going to light them up? So this year really gifted me a lot of time to do this. And I realized that at the end of the year, every three years, I tend to reinvent myself. And it's because I want to go next level in passion, knowledge, and offerings to my client and again take advantage of this time whether you're slow because your clients are a little scared to come in or or maybe you're a little scared to go to work there's not a wrong way to feel right now i would say the wrong way to feel at the end of this is with regret so how and what and why maybe why is it time to reinvent yourself think about those things as you move into 2021 and number 9 is when you worry, oh my gosh, this, I worry, I'm a worry wart. You can ask anyone who knows me, I'm a worrier, but I was gifted. I was gifted this thought that I'm going to share with you right now in 2020. And really I wouldn't have even recognized these things if I didn't take the time to sit on my stool at the end of my table at the end of the year. But okay, number nine is when you worry, do something about it. I'm really talking to myself when I get aggressive there, but maybe you need to hear it too. And I'll tell you why, because stagnant is not good. And I realized, okay, as long as I do it productively, worry's proven to be a good thing for me. It's helped me step into creating things I would not have done prior to a pandemic. So when you worry, do something about it. And this is how I created virtual facials. I started feeling sick to my stomach, not only about my business, but about all the girls in the beauty biz club and all the people who listened to this podcast that felt so lost because suddenly our jobs were stripped from us. And I called my team, Lauren Snow, Carla Hudson, Debbie Rebar. And I said to them, what can we do right now? As the words were flowing out of mouth, I go, oh my gosh, I've done virtual facials forever because I have friends back East. I grew up in Vermont. And I've helped those, you know, some of my high school friends over the internet with facials and skincare. I left LA. I still meet up with a lot of my LA clients that can't drive out to the desert and do facials. I go, oh my God, I got it. We're going to do a virtual facial certification. And we all worked on this and we rolled it out within a month. And it was amazing. Amazing. Also did this letters library, the way I was communicating with my clients and getting product orders. I got to see awesome country clubs here in the desert, dropping off stuff at people's doors. It kept me busy and sane during the day, kept my clients skin looking beautiful. So I created a letter library for the beauty biz club. And it, I know these two things alone. They helped me and my business pay my bills without any assistance from anybody And also I can tell you right now, because end of the year numbers have been coming in and people have doubled their income, made more than they did pre-pandemic. I know these things have helped my fellow beauty biz practitioners create a lot of cash flow. So this worry that I used productively helped thousands of women, including myself. And that's something I feel proud of in 2020. I did a load of product shipping. I went up to Amazon. And here's the thing, you guys, I don't have unicorns floating around my treatment room. Or, or my storage closet here at the house, I am turning my worry into something productive. This also, my worrying, allowed me to make space and more room for one-on-one coaching with my fellow practitioners. I had been booked solid for a long time. I suddenly was able to open that aspect of my business up again. And what I really realized this year is stagnant worry is toxic. It literally gets stored in our body. So we have to work hard work hard. And it goes back to one, two, and three things that I share with you here. You have to create forward movement. You have to decide to not stop. You have to fight for what you love for and use this time, this pandemic time to turn your worry or your fear into a sustainable business model. I was so excited when Frida, she's in my expansion group inside the Beauty Biz Club. She said to me, Lori, I was sitting on my couch feeling off at the beginning of this pandemic and I heard something you said very early in the pandemic inside the club when you were doing one of your Facebook lives was get off your couch, get off your couch, stop watching reruns of the housewives of whatever city it is that you're into and do something. And she said, I literally turned off my TV. I got off the couch. She said, and I created these beautiful, massive changes in my business. She bought a new piece of equipment that lit her up, even though she didn't know when she was going to be back at work. Her husband, I believe during the pandemic, I know he's working for now. I think it was during the pandemic started working for her. They created this incredible holiday campaign that brought thousands and thousands of dollars in. Again, this is not somebody who has magic unicorns dancing around her treatment room. She literally got up and said, I'm not going to worry. I'm going to be productive. Okay, guys, you got it in you. You have it in you. I promise. Okay, number 10 reflection. This was also really big for me really big for me, was I had to start investing in other people's wisdom. I don't care if you're a 50-year esthetician or if you're a five-minute, just-got-out-of-school esthetician, you always, and right now more than ever, you have to learn from other people's wisdom. It keeps you sane because right now you have to be around people who will make your brain go where it won't on its own. And this does not happen from scrolling through Instagram. Okay. Most of the time that makes us feel like crap. You have to invest and be around other people who are willing to share their wisdom. It will keep you sane. So I don't care if it's a good book. I don't care if it's the beauty biz club. Well, I do. I'd love to have you in there. I don't care if it's working with a business coach. I don't care if it is a program you find online, as long as it takes your brain and motivates you to go where you cannot go on your own right now, it should be a priority. And this is what happened to me. I invested in working with a branding expert to get my new website that I mentioned to you earlier at the beginning of the show up. And was it scary to spend that kind of money when I didn't know if I was going to have any money coming in in 2020? Yes. But again, again, he, this guy took my business and really help me dissect it and create, make that decision that I, where I've, I wanted to be when all of this was over. So invest in other people's wisdom right now. Number 11 was probably, you know, a lot of things I've shared with you, one through 10, I'm going to give you a few bonus. One through 10, things are already knew, but this year enhanced the importance of them. Number 11 is something I truly learned that I did not know about myself before, and that is, it is okay to resist or bend the rules and stand up for what you believe in. Because here's the thing. I am a total 100% rule follower. And this year taught me that doesn't always work. When you resist the rules, you bend the rules. This is how good change happens. This is how we expand our rights and our freedoms And sometimes it's how we expand our brain, so to speak, and our knowledge and how we make a difference in this world. So I'll give you an example. As I was expanding, like I told you about investing in somebody else's wisdom, I was listening to the, I guess he's the president of Success Magazine. His name is Don Hobbs. And he said something that really got me thinking. He said, right now is a good time to ask yourself, how would you do things differently if you didn't know how it was already done? I'm going to say it again. How would you do things differently if you didn't know how it was already done? So I started realizing, oh my gosh, I am such a rule follower. And maybe this is to my own detriment. I'm getting in my own way. I'm curious. Am I alone here? I will give you an example. And how many times have you, I know I do this a lot. You have a facial protocol that you get from a manufacturer or vendor and you follow it step by step by step by step by step. And you hardly ever deviate do that a lot. And this year I started really catching myself doing that, going, oh my gosh, I don't have to do it exactly this way. As long as I'm safe, I could tweak this a little bit because after 20 years of touching faces, this skin needs something a little bit different here. So that was how this small little seed of change happened within me. I started realizing, oh my gosh, I am such a rule follower and I need to start resisting and bending the rules and standing up for what I believe in because now I know this is how good change happens. So I'm using my newfound rebellion in many ways. (laughs) And one is to be seen and heard as a beauty professional who deserves to work. I have written endless letters to government entities to state board. I have been working with Pro Beauty Association collecting data to help us get back to work and prove that we are not spreaders of disease or viruses. So I've always wanted more for our profession. I have. Since the day I've started, if you followed me, you probably can feel this when I speak. You probably recognize I've always wanted more for our profession. And this year has really helped me take that mission next level. You know, I've realized I may have to push a little bit and I may have to really stand up for what I believe in, even though some people don't like the disruption. I've been called names, some names that I can't even share with you online from people this pissed off. But you know what, I got to stand up and fight for us. And I'll do as long as I said, as long as it's not breaking the law or or putting anyone's safety in danger, I have to fight for what I believe we deserve. And this is this is a newfound rebellion <laughs> for me. So number 11 was something I totally discovered I didn't know existed within me. All right, so here's a bonus and we're going to wrap it up today. I want you to start paying attention to how your year ends. Because it'll tell you where you're headed. Pay attention to where your year ends. It will tell you where you're headed. So I'll share with you one last big win of mine. I got to do a, a teen, like it was a, a project of mine. This poor teen came in with very, very, very inflamed skin. Like I couldn't even wash her face. Couldn't even wash her face in, without it bleeding and this is out of my norm because I work on mostly hydrofacials between women, between I'd say 50 and 80 years old, seriously, and microcurrent. Those are my two big things. So it's a big learning lesson for me, right? New wisdom. But I will tell you, it was my big win of the year because I watched this kid heal literally inside and out. Pretty cool that I had the opportunity to see how powerful our healing treatments can be right? Cause they heal inside, they boost confidence and, and also they help heal the skin on the outside. So that was my big win. I went out of my norm and got to work on somebody who really had problematic skin. And I'll tell you my, I have my little hashtag here in my notes. It's almost clear. So again, going back to what are your big wins? What reflecting on great Things happen to you this year. What can you do more of that you created in 2020? What can you let go of? How can you turn your worry into productivity? And uh, that's it, you guys. Thanks for joining me, listening into my reflection. I would love to hear yours. You can join me on the Beauty and Success Launchpad and share anything there. I always post a link to the podcast in there. And I love when you guys comment and reply underneath it. If you'd love to give me a kind review, that certainly helps me. Bring on guests and and keep the show top rated. And before we go, I just want to tell you one thing. Another thing I realized in 2020, the Beauty Biz Club, which is my online learning portal that's designed for estheticians. I'm really proud to say this was not made out of desperate measures. It wasn't made out of, oh my God, I need to make money outside of the treatment room. It wasn't made from me trying to find an online business model in the middle of a pandemic. This club was founded in 2010 by me, a working esthetician, and it was designed for you, a fellow beauty professional who knew there had to be a better way. So over the years, since 2010, the Beauty Club has been cultivated and nourished with these field-tested and proven growth strategies to fill a gap that's been here in our industry for a very, very long time. To fill the gap that was missing like i couldn't find for myself a supportive community and a place to learn these foundational business skills that are needed to book perfectly and to become a profitable practitioner so this was not founded this club was not founded in the middle of a pandemic because we were looking for something else to do it was founded over 11 years ago and we just had no idea myself and my team we had no idea how important this would become during the trying times of 2020. We have the systems in there for business growth and we've got them down. They work and we would love for you to join us and create a bright future for beauty professionals in 2021. Beautybizclub.com if you want to join me over there. Membership is open and I would love to see you on the inside. But as I sign off today, what I really want to do is wish you a happy, a healthy, and a prosperous. Thanks for joining me for today's Thanks episode, for episode me, you guys. Of the Beauty you a great year ahead. If you enjoyed the show and you would take the time to leave a kind review over on iTunes, that is very much appreciated. And if you find you are left craving more beauty biz inspiration and success tools, then you're going to want to head over to beautybizclub.com, which is the premier online success Academy where talented practitioners go to maximize their potential and to become booked perfectly. Again, that is beautybizclub.com. And it would be my pleasure and my honor to help you tap into your highest potential in the beauty industry.